0: Hello! Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Covenant, where we desire to empower marriages, strengthen relationships, create oneness, love and understanding between husband and wife. I am one of your hosts, Brendan.
1: And I'm Cassandra.
0: We're just a couple that has been married for more than 26 years, having a conversation about our life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how God came in and miraculously transformed our marriage into His image. Our goal in sharing with you is to show you marriage is fun, God-ordained, and to let you know that you are not alone in any struggle you may be having or have had in your marriage. Amen. Amen. And how are you on this fine day, dear?
1: I am okay.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear about that. So, dear, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's go back in time. Mm-hmm. Way back in 19... Mm -hmm. Uh, Before you became the awesome wife that you are now, and you were still living at home with the parents, Mm -hmm. um, did you at any point in your life have a vision of what your marriage would look like?
1: Yes. So, I'm really excited about this episode because I think think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one, too. So... Maybe, I guess, junior high, high school. I, you know, sort of thought of, like, you know, my parents were both married and they're still married. And so that was sort of the... To um, each other. Right. <laughs> to each other. To each other. Um, <laughs> that was sort of the the catalyst for what I had for my, my thoughts and visions on marriage. It was, you know, husband and wife who put in you know the years that they did the hard work and and all of that um in terms of like oh I see myself walking down the aisle in uh Cinderella dress you know and it's gonna have this long train and and all of that those thoughts never like I never really focused on those thoughts I just thought more of the the marriage part and you know I had this preconceived notion that, you know, you would be able, the, the, the husband, not you, cause you know, the husband would be the one that would take care of the wife and the wife would be home and take care of the kids. And, um, uh, you know, have, she would have enough energy to take care of the kids, cook a meal, clean the whole house, basically leave it to Beaver, you know, and, and, and now I know that that definitely was not reality. Um, <laughs> and so I think that's sort of what my idea or vision was of marriage. You know, having your vision of your wedding, that's one thing. But of marriage, that that was it.
0: Okay. What about you? So my vision of marriage is probably a little more. Well, no, I won't say it's different. It's about the same. I would say the. Leave it to Beaver, the Cleavers, mm-hmm. and all that. Because um, let's, huh? let's
1: call it Spade is Spade. That was what was on TV. But that was I, at but that I also time. think, but I also think at that time also because the Cosby Show was on, and so that was also a good. Yeah. You know, if you want to get technical of, of black marriage. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. But my 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 mine was probably about the same as yours. Yeah. I would, uh, my job would be to take care of the wife, and she would she would stay home with the kids and she would take care of the needs of the home Mm -hmm. and, and I would work and and we'd have good times and be a lots of, lots of laughter, lots of, lots of uh, this and that. And, you know, I'd be the head of the household and the wife would be the, just would, would, would be at my, would be more like, I need. Mean, what can I do for you? And you know, you'd always do for me, and I do for you, and yada 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 yada, and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. but of course.
1: <laughs> so I think when we when we have our visions, so for this episode, we're gonna we're gonna look through life marriage through a pair of glasses. A pair of glasses. So we both had our own visions and at that moment we would I would liken it to 2020 vision because that was what we that was our we can see IED. So, clearly. so clearly.
0: clearly. That's how it was that's yeah. how it's going to be. So, we we're yeah. going to find we we're going to find the the quote unquote perfect right. mate
1: that would be able to
0: meet all of our meet needs. Meet
1: all of that meet all that of we just talked needs. about. Right. So right that was our 20 that was before marriage and you know when we think about our vision for marriage and how we think it should be how do we come up with these ideas where do we get these from you know we can get them from so many different sources and some of them I wish we wouldn't get them from because they're just so bad but <laughs> you know in our instance when we when we were growing up we didn't have all of the things at our fingertips that we have now. Yep. Um, but definitely our upbringing. We we can get these ideas and visions from our upbringing. Now, mm-hmm. in your instance, it probably was more of the television oh, or yeah, something like that. Or, uh, or other relationships because right. you were raised in a single parent home. Correct. So really, you know, I guess anywhere that you can see – an example of marriage these days. Again, (laughs) there's a lot more information out there that is, is easily accessible at our fingertips. That gives the wrong, I believe the wrong idea of of how a marriage is. But as, as things change on the idea of marriage in our idea of marriage, now we're talking about, Our experience. Right. We're not talking about anybody else's experience. We're not talking about what's on the internet. We are definitely talking about what our experience is. It got a little blurrier. Blurry? More blurry. More blurry. I guess that's proper English.
0: It got, no, it, yeah, it was definitely blurry. It was definitely blurry. So, definitely.
1: We are stepping into, we are now married.
0: (laughs) Yep. We have now come 10 years in the future maybe, maybe. yeah maybe about 10 years in the future yeah so now so now we are married oh um,
1: not 10 years because when we got married we already had a kid so i would say immediately
0: okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay but so it, yeah. oh how how our vision changes once you have gotten married mm hmm Mm. So now we're in, so now we're in that single vision lens. Yes. For those of you that wear those single visions, you know, yeah. you need a little bit of correctiveness, <laughs> but you're not fully blind yet. Yes. Um, we had to learn to do some things. We had to learn to start combining. First of all, we had to take our personalities. My wife and I are two totally different personalities. Totally different. Totally different. I mean, I I have the better one, but that's just my personal opinion.
1: <laughs> there is no better one. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm an introverted personality, and he is an extroverted personality. If anybody knows us, that that is our personalities. That's our I have always been like this, and he has always been like he is. And those like were some way, weird combinations. Say, I don't like
0: the way you emphasized the word when you talked about me. That's okay. That's no, okay.
1: I'm just saying there. those are, those are you know, different. But
0: well, they know what they say, opposites attract.
1: They, they do say that. They do say that. I do think that we work well together. But that's. Let's move on. Let's move
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing we had to do was make sure these two personalities could work well together, or at least willing to work well together. Yes. Um, had to combine our finances. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to figure out how money is being spent and who was better at who was better at it. Better. At, it wasn't like we had a lot. It wasn't like we had a lot, but we had to hold on to what we had. Right. Yes. We had to learn each other. I mean, yeah, we had a yeah, we had a kid. But just because we had a kid doesn't mean we knew each other. <laughs>
1: well, and we had to we because we dated for three
0: years. Dated for three years.
1: And yeah, we got to know each other and all of that. But when you get married, you're learning a oh. different part of that person oh, yeah, because guess. you're with that person twenty. You're with that person all the time.
0: All the time versus just I'll see you tomorrow right. or I'll call you later. Yeah, we could now, go, to our go to our respective places. But then, then when you get married, you got to wake up and look at the same person mm. like for right. real. <laughs> Yes. For real? Oh, you're here again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, you try to go into your own space. They walk in. What do you want? Right. <laughs> they walk into your space. Right. Yes. <laughs> so we we had to learn. We had to learn each other. We had to learn what makes each other tick. Mm-hmm. Basically, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to determine boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, how do I know when she's not in the mood to be touched and or looked at? Right. <laughs> When is it a good time to be in the room or not in the room? Right. That's when I had to, you know, figure out. Taking our individual thoughts and 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 uh and things and learning to work together with those and being yeah. a team. We had to learn to be a team. Again, just because we got married and had a kid does not mean we were a team. Right. Does not mean that, you know. We had to learn how to depend on each other. Yes. I don't know. Do you think that was a, a difficult thing?
1: Um I, uh, well, I think at first, like the first five years, maybe, I would say, um, because we were just, you know, we had BJ when we got married, and then we added two more to the mix. And so while we were still trying to learn each other Mm -hmm. and learn if we could depend on each other, we, we had to, that sort of got pushed to the wayside because we had these little ones that we had to take care of. Correct. And so, um, I think a lot of our attention went to the little ones and not to each other.
0: Yeah. So we didn't know
1: if we could really like, I knew that the kids would be there. I could depend on them to be there, even though, they were little people and I knew I had to take care of them, but I wasn't sure like I didn't have a firm yes that I could depend on my husband at the moment, at that time. And okay. I'm sure that was vice versa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't I remember I don't remember much details, but yeah, I can pretty much say that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and the hardest part was learning how to communicate with each other. Yeah. That was the hardest part because yep. we even, again, dating for three years and having kids does not mean we knew how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, getting married and having a child. Yeah, that was. Mm. And as time went on, wife, would you like to discuss this part?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as the years go on, you really start to not like your vision, your personal vision of marriage really starts to you can't really see. Because the vision that you had is so far away and there's so many different circumstances. You need bifocals now <laughs> to really see what's going on. Right. Now, this is like, I would, I would say that you're, you're, this is speaking in terms of you like spiritually wise, you, you know, spiritually your vision, you're in bifocal territory because you know, it's just, you can't see anything, and you only see what's in front of you. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, you have to hold the paper super close or super far away to be able to see it. And so having children and or pets, the pet thing, maybe not. Um, definitely, ha- the the, definitely the children. Definitely the children. Financial difficulties, conflict, miscommunication, personal feelings and emotions, lack of respect or love. Those things can... Can really cause you to lose sight of what your initial vision yeah. was.
0: Those are the things that those are the things that come out of nowhere. They're in your yeah. They're they're either so far away that you don't see it coming, and by the time you see it coming, and it in, it smacked you in the face, right? Or it's in your peripheral, and then just it blindsided you, right? You know, and the, you
1: don't think, and these are things that you never thought about when you were thinking your initial vision of your marriage. Like right. I never thought about like financial difficulties. That wasn't a thing that wasn't when a thing. I was thinking of, of marriage. That was not a thing. Um conflict, that that wasn't a thing, you know. So I think, you know, how do we how did we get from 2020 vision of marriage to now having bifocals? Now y'all listen. we we, we set it up this way. Because both of us have bifocals. I
0: don't have bifocals. Yes, you do.
1: Do I? Yes, you do.
0: I think I do. You're right. Never mind. I know you Never do. Mind. Never mind. Anyways. right. We, so we, we yeah. The first first what five ten years of our marriage we were clear as <laughs> day. We could see everything. Right. Then the next ten years hit. It's like oh you need corrective lenses. Right. What?
1: It's just like <laughs> it went downhill from there. And now here we
0: are ten years later, and we both on the we on the bifocal kick.
1: Right. So I think that. Uh. You know, with each thing in our marriage that we have experienced in our marriage has caused us to spiritually just be without sight. Yeah, And, you know, the main reason was, was because we weren't putting God at the forefront of our relationship.
0: Oh, that goes without saying. We were absolutely not prepared for some of the things that I think probably, probably the biggest obstacle was losing our son. Yeah. The biggest thing we did not foresee happening. We we're I mean, literally, I'm thinking we're gonna have we have our three children, we're yeah. all gonna grow up, be successful people, we'll see them grow. Yeah. But and I think
1: I do think that we were at a different place spiritually. Because by that point, it had been thirteen years. We had been married for thirteen years because BJ was thirteen. Right. And so by that point, spiritually, I think our eyes were starting to wake up, clear up
0: maybe but yeah.
1: they weren't we we were nowhere where we are now and even now we have not arrived we have not arrived <laughs> but i'm talking about like that first 5 years when when the kids were babies we were thought
0: we were invincible
1: we thought we were <laughs> argh, yes <laughs>
0: And nothing can go mm. wrong. We can work out everything <laughs> together. Yes. We're a team. Yes. We can do this. We can do that. And yes. then all those little things, like you said, all those little things. And these are, these are not even, if you listen to some of our episodes, these are not even half of the things that we have yes. endured So that should I think have ended our marriage a long time ago.
1: Yeah. I think that during that time, we were trying to hold on to our individual, our individual visions, visions yeah. that we had for our marriage. Um, and... It was impossible to hold on. I think it was impossible to hold on to those because we didn't have God at the forefront of our relationship. Um, and and so we, we aptly titled this episode Your Vision, God's Vision um, because we want to talk about God's design for marriage. Right. And um, we want to talk about, you know... Our design versus God's design, and how we have thrived um, when we got in line with God's vision, and 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 can, we still had I I think we still had our our individual visions, but mm-hmm. they just changed.
0: Well, even if we even if we had had the mindset or the maturity, let's just call it what it is. Even if we had the yes. maturity to sit down and discuss our vision as for our marriage together. And this goes for anyone that's listening to this. Even if you've sat down and discussed your vision for your marriage, doesn't mean that it's all going to fall with other than me, all the, ch- all the chips are going to fall the way you want them to. Right. Even so,
1: when you are in line with God's vision, that's right. Was,
0: just, right. You know. God can say, just kidding. Right. <laughs> Thank you for your input, but here's what or we're we going can to decide
1: do. to go one way. And God's telling us to go this way.
0: Right. Exactly. So, um, there's not, and, and honestly, there's nothing wrong with discussing the vision for your marriage. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and saying, you know what? Let's sit down and talk about how we want our marriage to be, what we want to do, our vision, our goals, what our timeline, yada yada yada. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing that. So if you have done that, kudos to you. Right. But doesn't mean that it's all gonna fall the way it's supposed to. No. Nope. You no. Know? Vision is vision is something you can just you have sight and you can see in front of you, but you can't see what. You can't see so far. You can only see so far in front of you as mm-hmm. to the direction that you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so your, your vision, your your vision is if it's a good plan, you got a good plan. It doesn't mean it's going to happen that way. Right. I
1: 100 <laughs> percent agree with that, because, you know, for us, we didn't expect to. Have a baby when we got married. That's true. It It, it wasn't was that's not burning. how the it, vision was not how
0: the vision was supposed to go right. that's not no that's not the plan and that was so, not in the plan
1: you know we already know we already knew from jump street that we were deviating away from God's plan for our life because we we had a baby um but I think that it worked God worked God made it work for his good mm-hmm Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: Um, even though it wasn't God's plan, mm-hmm. he made it work for his good. And so, I still
0: think he's working it. I still think we, I, I still believe we haven't reached the vision, that, the vision that he has for us. Absolutely not. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's allowed things to happen that, that, that we, all we can do is believe that it's his vision. Right. Because there are things that have happened that he's allowed to happen. Right. Um, So we can only assume that that vision that he has is still in play. We we're, we're just little by little bit by bit. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. So
1: I I added a verse to sort of we're we're, we're moving into, we're moving away from our vision and what we thought our marriage should be and how we brought God into our relationship. More because God was already in our relationship. I don't want to give people the notion that you know when we got married we didn't believe in God because that definitely was not. That was not the case. We you know uh, we believed God. We believed the vows. We we were we had our vision and we thought it was God's vision Mm -hmm. And so we moved forward. But when we moved forward, it was definitely not God's vision, and our relationship got very blurry and muddy. Um, I don't need, we needed some binoculars, my focus, we were totally blind. We were blind. And so when we decided to put a line in the sand with the enemy and say, okay, you're done and open ourselves up to God's vision, um, wonderful things happened for our relationship. But, um, I, we were thinking about, I was thinking about scriptures and, and, you know, this word vision. And the first one that popped into my mind was Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. And so, you know, I think that, I think God gives us visions. He gives us vision ideas on how we think our life should go. And, and for me, this verse signifies that if you don't keep God in the mix of your vision, then you're, you're, if you don't keep him in the mix of the vision for your marriage, then your marriage could perish. It could, it could be, it could be detrimental to your re- relationship. And that was the road that we were on. Mm-hmm. I think now this, that's my opinion. That's, you know, how I could apply that verse to our relationship we definitely were on that road to our relationship being torn apart because, because it wasn't God's vision, but it was our vision that wasn't, we were blind. We were the blind leading the blind. Yes. the That's blind leading the blind. Yes. Yes. You know? And so, we I were,
0: mean, go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say we were talking about God as far as God's vision. We, we were talking about okay, so what is what was God's vision for marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are many script. I'm sure there are many scriptures in the Bible that talks about God's visions for marriage, but we found a couple that we believe mm-hmm. would be a great building block for God's vision. Mm-hmm. So we went so far back as to Genesis two twenty four, and we
1: think that this verse. Was God's initial design. Was God's initial design, yes. What he he wanted for marriage. It was the
0: the first, first, I won't say rule, but the first, God's first thought about marriage is where it says, therefore a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. So from the moment of creation of Adam and Eve, he made it perfectly clear that was the that was a desire for marriage. Mm-hmm. Man's leave his mother and father, cleave to his wife, become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Done. Yep. At that point, done.
1: Yeah, the guidelines <laughs> were, were written out, and Adam and Eve out. knew everything in between, on top of all of that. Right. He right. they knew everything that as a husband and wife that they are supposed to do. At least that's what we are, in our opinion. In
0: our opinion, in, 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 in our. Our opinion and interpretation of what we've read. It wasn't until the fall, and we all know what the fall is the the, Mm -hmm. the biting of the apple and them having new sight and every uh, fruit, having new sight. Yeah, apple is a fruit. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that the layoff of the, the, uh, that God had to lay out his design for marriage. So he had to, instead of him just saying cleave to one flesh, okay uh because sin entered into the world he had to explain what it meant to be one flesh um because of, and 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 because of that there in, because, in of the sin. because of the sin thank you there were there were some consequences that were given out mm-hmm. god had to give consequences mm-hmm. you know, we were did, we did a bad thing, right? So we want so in order to understand the consequences, refer we want to refer you to Genesis three sixteen through nineteen. So yeah. we won't read that; you'll just yeah, we'll just refer you to that. Yeah.
1: So you know, we were talking through this and really, you know, really having a really good conversation about this. And you know, before sin entered the world, that was Genesis two twenty four. I think was the only edict that God gave to husbands and wives. Yep. And husbands and wives knew what it meant. Knew they, they like knew all of the ins and outs of what he meant by that. Right. Um, because if you remember, um, and I, I don't have my Bible in front of me, darn it. Um, you know, before they ate of the tree of life, they were naked and unafraid. they ashamed. weren't afraid unashamed. sorry they weren't ashamed of being naked. So you know the two two became one two flesh became one flesh mm-hmm. um, so they didn't have any shame. they didn't ha- they it's almost like they didn't have any questions. You know what I mean? They didn't have any questions. like, they didn't have any questions Like, Lord, what do you mean by that? You know? Well, um, and if they did have the questions, he would have gladly answered them because he's God. Mm-hmm. You know, we are meant to not be afraid to come to him. But I think that he had the sin not entered. Husband and wives would have known what They would have known what, what
0: was supposed to happen, right? What, 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 what that meant, you know? And like you said, like we said, like, because sin into the world then he had to go okay
1: mm-hmm. lay it out for him
0: now here is sin thank you sin now i have to put in the extra work and break it down for these people so they understand
1: right <laughs> and and even though we sinned we got the consequences um of our sin and but he still loved us enough to explain everything that he right meant and that you know he he explained it and then he also laid out, hey, these are these are the, the laws that y'all need to live by. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, comes a new New Testament, we're redeemed with Jesus, we're saved and forgiven, and and then so even in the New Testament, things were laid out on how we should live our life. And so we found not found, but we there's two of two scriptures in the word that we feel like god that are, are clearly laid out for how husbands and wives should be
0: right right
1: god's layout for marriage
0: one of them is what we use is the scripture that we use for the greatest covenant you know how some podcasts or 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 christian related things have a theme based on scripture so this one we use well, not so much well, a theme, but this has been our scripture for our podcast. Right, right. Trying to get the words out. So it's Ephesians 5, 22 through 31. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For your husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the, he is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives must submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to prevent, to present excuse me, her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say each man must love his wife and loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. You know, I was just reading that and Mm -hmm. the part in 31, man leaves his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery. It really is. Yeah, it really is a mystery how God says that but again until sin came in he didn't need to explain that right or he didn't explain that versus right. now so it all makes perfect sense to me in my opinion everything mm-hmm. we're talking about now as far as the vision and how he had to how he had to go here now it makes perfect sense to me
1: yeah it, yeah i agree so i agree and i think that so specifically dealing with this scripture and how we have Um, basically we have applied this to our marriage, to our relationship now. So uh, when we, you know, when God started to do a heart change in our relationship, you know, I had prayed and I'm like, Lord, I need, we need a scripture that we can use as a guide for us, for our relationship. And this scripture has been the one that has been uh, the the guide. Now we have another one also that I'm going to read in just a second, but this definitely changed our vision of marriage. Like, you know, when 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 I, I when I say, you know, God's vision, I'm saying that we have been restored to perfect vision because we, you know, we 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 were looking through marriage through our human eyes. Mm. We were looking at marriage through, oh, I see this person doing it this way. So this is how our relationship should be. Oh, I see this on um, this couple on TV. So this is how our relationship should be. And that definitely was not how God designed marriage. Correct. That was not how he wanted Specifically how he wanted our relationship to be. And so God gave, gave me that scripture and it was just like my eyes were open more. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my, eyes, my eyes have been open since I was nine when, when I accepted Christ. But my eyes were open more to the reality of how he really designed marriage and how he wanted it to be and how he wanted our relationship to be, how he wanted our um new married life to be, I guess you could say. Um and so we that that scripture has sort of just been at the forefront of of everything that we do as it relates to marriage, mm-hmm. I think. Um and so that's just one perfect one example that God has given us for how, and, and that actually was, was written by Paul, I believe, I believe. So, but you know, God used Paul in so many different ways. And so I do believe that this came, that it came from God. Um But this is how he has laid out marriage. And so the second, I guess the second scripture, I found this through our church, when um, we were doing some, like we would do a series over a certain scripture. We would have a book that we would give out to the congregation, and I was assigned a specific scripture. And um, it's First Peter 3, 1 through 7. Now, if you read, listen, read, whatever, the Ephesians scripture, Ephesians 5, 22 through 30, 33, you notice that it mostly talks about the husband and how the husband is supposed to love the wife. And, you know, there's definite direction and instruction on how to do that. Well, this scripture gives more in-depth definition and instruction to the wife on how she is supposed to be towards the husband. So, uh, again, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7 it says in the same way you wives must accept the authority of your husbands then even if some refuse to obey the good news your godly lives will speak to them without any words they will be won over by they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles expensive jewelry or beautiful clothes You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a, of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy woman, women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him her master you are all daughters when you you are you are her daughters, excuse me, when you do what is right with without fear of what your husbands might do. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. So I like this scripture because it gives um, in-depth instruction to the wife on how she should accept the authority of her husband or respect her husband, so to speak, Um, and how to do that. Because there's a... a, mm, I guess, misconstrued definition, definition or vision of submit or, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very simple. I mean, the things that God lays out in the word, the the laws and the scriptures and, and all of that, they're, they're very simple and should not be too difficult to follow but us in our human nature right make it difficult
0: make it difficult because we're not ready to accept right what it is, what it is it said i mean right. it's a it's a two-way street you know he's telling the husbands to love he's telling the husbands to love their wives yes as Christ loved the church
1: and i think in in 1st peter in the part where he talks about the husbands he breaks it down even more Yep. to more simpler ways yep. of how to love the wife, love your wife. You know what I mean? Um, You give honor to your wife. Right. That's a form of loving your wife. That's a form of loving your
0: wife. Um, understanding is yes. a form of love.
1: Yes. Um, Understand that she, she might be weaker, but she's equal in God's eyes. She's your equal partner in God's eyes. Um, So you would treat her as such. So to me, Peter just breaks it down even more on how the wife is to respect the husband and the ways that the ways that we should make that happen. You know, Um, and now, you know, when it says when when he says don't be concerned with outward beauty, with uh, fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, beautiful clothes, all of that I don't think that he is saying we should walk around frumpy or anything like that but all of those things should not be a focus we as wives we need to focus on what's happening on the inside because God is going to use us to be the example that the unsaved husband or even saved husband needs to get his point across does that make sense yes so yeah, that's just, it, again, that's, that's another scripture that God has has given us that lays out his perfect design for marriage. That, to me, our... Seems to,
0: like a lot, but it's not. No, it's seems, not. It seems like a lot. It really does seem like a lot, but it's not. It's it's how you should be in your relationship anyway. Yep. There should be love. There should be understanding. There should be respect. There should be submission on both sides. right. There should be. I mean, yes. Because we have to
1: submit to the church, we have to submit to God. So why not submit to our husband and wife?
0: Right. I mean, there should be all of, all of that. And I, and I I know the scriptures are speaking specifically to one particular gender, but that can go that can go both ways. But then if you think about it like this, and I I've said this before, you know, husbands, if we're loving our wives the way that God asks us ask us and command us to love, the submission of the wife.
1: It's gonna come. It's gonna
0: come and it's and it's gonna be easier mm-hmm. for her to submit mm-hmm. knowing that she has your love, she has mm-hmm. your support, she has your understanding, she has your honoring. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's a word, yeah. She has you know, she has your honor, you know, all that will come, the submission will come. And believe mm-hmm. me, when I when I when and and actually vice versa, wives, if you are submitting to your husband, you're if your if your husband is really paying attention, if your husband truly cares about this marriage and cares about you, or or even if he even if he showing that he doesn't, do your do your job as mm-hmm. as the wife and be submissive. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference between being submissive and being controlled. Oh, huge difference! There is yes. a difference. There there is a huge difference. So, and, the, be, and
1: God is definitely not saying that.
0: God is not definitely not saying become his his. Footstool. It's footstool. The good. Thank you. I was going to say something else, but footstool is a better <laughs> word. Um, so there's a there's a difference. But keep in keep in mind, God has given us has given each husband, each man, each woman, each husband, each wife specific rules and specific commands. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying to you is, f- follow those commands mm-hmm. and watch God and watch God transform. Yes. But, and don't be afraid in between all this. <laughs> to pray about it yeah be, be praying about it say God help me be a more submissive wife husband help me be a more help me love my wife more when I pray some when I am praying sometimes I pray I, I ask God I pray I say God show me how to continue to love my wife yeah show me how to continue to support her and, and, and honor her and care for her mm-hmm. show me how to be that that man that you've called me to be as a husband I'm I literally say these things because I I need I need to make sure that I'm doing my job as her husband and loving her and giving her the time that she needs and, and the support that she needs. So I guarantee you you follow the you follow God's vision, watch your watch a marriage transform. Yeah. Watch. And you ex, ex, and include prayer, excuse me.
1: Yeah. I think that so when we're looking at the two your vision, or our vision versus God's vision, um, I think that once we, and I'm speaking for you and I, once we added God to the mix, or involved God more into the mix, those are, I, I, I think, and you know, I guess you can give your own take on it, I do think that when we involved god more in our marriage we still had our vision or our ideas but i think that he um changed the priority order of them
0: yeah I can, does that make sense I, yeah that makes sense i can i can agree with that it allowed us when we allowed god to be more into our marriage and involving him in our prayer time doing devotions together and mm-hmm. It gave us. It allowed us to have more peace in our heart, which allowed us to be the husband and wife that he's called us to be. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. like even now, we have some vision for things, and and but part of that vision, we have to first stay prayerful, mm-hmm. and two, continue to work with work together to reach that goal for that vision. So, yeah. So yeah, I can agree with that.
1: I think that like from from when we we were just talking about the uh instance of submission wives submitting to husbands and so you know when i had my vision or my you know idea of how marriage should be you know i fought against it and asked you know was thinking to myself i don't know how my mom how my mom does it because you know she would work a full-time job she would come home and take care of me and my brother And she would make sure that the house was clean. And so she did all of these, at least in my thought process, without complaining. Because I never saw her complain, you know. And I don't know what conversations she would have with daddy and all of that. But, man, when I first got married, I'm like, this is a lot of work. And I'm not, (laughs) I am not anybody's maidservant. And so it very much like, was this is not
0: in the brochure. This was
1: not. <laughs> this was not what I signed up for, and so it was a very self-centered idea vision of how how it tra- of how it had transformed. It was transformed in you know very selfishly and all of that. But then, once I started bringing God and involving God into to every aspect of it. He gave me an appreciation for submission. He gave me because because he he showed me how to respect you as my husband. Now it took a lot of years for you to understand what it what it meant to love your wife, and it took a lot of yeah. work on your part. God still he had to do a. Uh, miraculous work for you and so even though you know we were going still going through some of the things when God started to show me about respecting you as my husband he showed me how to respect and submit to you even though you hadn't quite caught up to me yet right and so when you when you bring God into the mix and you start involving him in your relationship I promise you're you're Blinders will come off, and you will have perfect vision. Now, that's not to say that that self-centeredness and selfishness is 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 not there anymore, because that is not. We're still human. We are still human, but when you bring God into the mix, when He is there and you are seeking His counsel first and foremost, He will be able to guide you. And show you what his vision is and how his vision is going to work for your marriage. Yep. So,
0: bottom line is the vision is there. The vision <laughs> is there. I'm trying right. to get the words out. The vi- excuse me, the vision is there. You just got to allow God to show you his vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Allow God to show you his vision.
1: Yeah when you when he shows you when you allow God to show you his vision, his vision will I don't want to say trump your vision because that's not really what because like it didn't trump my vision. It just gave me a different outlook on my vision and my idea of marriage. Does that make sense? Yes. so yeah,
0: another great episode, dear. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk.
1: I think we are on to something.
0: I think we are too. And would you like to pray us out, dear?
1: I think God is gonna do some miraculous things for us.
0: Oh, he's going to. He's already doing it. We he's just, already doing it. Yes. He's already doing it. We just haven't we haven't seen the full vision yet.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, you you, you married you. there's going to be so many miraculous things that God is going to do for your relationship. You're just going to, your eye, your mind is going to be blown because ours has been blown several times. Yep. Since we've brought God into the mix. So yeah, you ready for me to pray, babe?
0: Go right ahead. Love.
1: All right, Lord, you're awesome. And I thank you. I thank you for, uh, just being a God who, gives us vision, individually, ideas. He gives us ideas and vision. And Lord, when we bring you along and include you in our visions, God, they're just so spectacular and so amazing. So God, I just pray that this episode will uh, touch somebody's heart and that they would, God, seek you and include you in the vision for their marriage, God, Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Greatest Covenant. For more information about The Greatest Covenant, you can reach us on our website at www.thegreatestcovenant.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Greatest Covenant. You can also reach out to us via email at thegreatestcovenant21 at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and rate our podcasts. God bless you, and we love you all.